You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast. And Pro Football Hall of Famer. The General. Sean McClain. Welcome. Welcome to Utopia. Uh, we were kicking this around this morning on the show. If the Texans win this game against the Colts, where does this? Where would that stack up in terms of biggest wins in franchise history? Are you someone where it's got to be a, like the playoff wins are bigger than everything else? Of course they are. Okay, yeah, everybody knows playoff wins are bigger. This to me would be second to 2011 when TJ Yates, third string quarterback, fifth round pick through the winning pass to get the Texans into the playoffs for the first time in their history. They didn't have the second overall pick like the Texans do today. And that was a good, really good Cincinnati team they played, but they beat them up there. And, of course, then they turned around and beat them in the playoffs. But that win with T.J. Yates under the circumstances, to me, was the biggest in regular season history, and this would be right up there with it. But nothing compares to playoffs. Okay, so the playoffs are separate. So the argument then is just where does it, or the debate discussion is, is where does it stack up regular season wise? John, if I were putting together, well, two things. One, is the win over the Cowboys to start the franchise in 2002 almost like its own separate thing? Like Seth compared it this morning to like a commemorative coin. <laughs> like it's, it probably means more to whoever has it. It's not real currency, you know, whereas the, the win you're talking about got you into the postseason. There were real. You know, there there were real effects from the, the Kevin Walter touchdown game that got them in. Um, do you treat that game sort of as its own kind of thing when it's comparing to other wins in the regular season with this team? Well, that's a great way to put it, commemorative coin, because in the whole scheme of things, it didn't mean anything other than respect. They were 20-point underdogs, and they beat the Cowboys. And I looked over at the end of the game because I was on the sideline standing down a corner with Bob McNair and his 
number one partner, Chuck Watson, looking across at Jerry Jones, bent over with both hands on his knees, his head coach, Dave Campo, bent over with both hands on his knees, thinking Campo's probably wondering now, where am I going to be working next season? And just what that game meant to the fans. One of the most emotional things I've ever seen in all my decades of covering the NFL, which is approaching 50, was near the end of that game, the crowd behind Bob McNair down in the corner started chanting, thank you, Bob, thank Mm -hmm. you, Bob. And then it just started to spread. And then it was a cacophony. And I looked over at Bob McNair, and he had tears in his eyes. And I looked over at Chuck Watson, he had tears in his eyes. And I saw the photographers and cameramen running over to shoot him. And I was standing between them, and I started to get tears in my eyes. I said, I got to go. I couldn't have anybody see me in that situation. But I thought it was so emotional after everything that Bob had done. And it was the Cowboys different than any other opponent they could have beaten. But in the whole scheme of the playoff race and all that, they were never in one. And Seth experienced it, so he ought to know. But this one, you know, they have to wait a day. If they win, they have to wait a day to see if uh, Tennessee can upset uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, that, I don't know of a more emotional win. I was in the the, uh, locker room after that victory at Cincinnati. And, yes, they were excited about it. But it was not where everybody was crying like it was when they won the game over the Cowboys after it looked like we were never going to get another team if Bob McNair hadn't been the only person to step up. Yeah, well, okay, so a couple things there. And I do want to get back to this game with the Colts because I do want to compare it to that Kevin Walter game just for a minute. But as long as you brought up that moment with Bob McNair, you had hundreds of conversations with Mr. McNair through the years, obviously. Did he ever tell you where that moment where them chanting for him and, and the moment at that game where that stacked up in his moments as the owner of the team? Because it's crazy to think now the way the next 15 years or what is it, 16 years played out before he passed 2018, that you look back, that might have been his finest moment as the owner of the football team was that very moment in that very first game. Did you ever ask him about that? Uh, no, we talked about all the big wins they'd had, and he didn't compare that one to Cincinnati and then the victories in the playoffs over Cincinnati. And, then, of course, he had, was dead when they beat Buffalo here in the wild card game the last time they were in the playoffs. But it meant a lot to him in the whole scheme of things because of everything he'd gone through to get the stadium. Yeah. to compete with L.A. when the NFL wanted to go with L.A. and they couldn't get their ducks in order. So it was almost like the culmination yeah. of all his hard work and his want to. He wanted to own a franchise here for a long time. You know, he talked to Bud. Bud wouldn't be, wasn't interested in selling. Bob turned down NFL overtures for Carolina, St. Louis, Washington, Miami, because at that point there was all this talk about the Oilers moving and he wanted to wait and see if he had – an opportunity to do it here. Of course, it all worked out, and I wish he were right. here to see C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans because he loved D'Amico just like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, I, and I guess I'm not even really talking about the game, the Cowboys game itself. Like I'm talking about the moment, like of him standing there and getting that sort of adulation from the from the crowd, like them the crowd chanting "Thank you, Bob." Like that's a powerful thing, man. Wasn't you it? know, like. A, yeah, that's crazy. When I told him, he, I said, can you hear that? And he kind of nodded. I said, oh, my God, what does that mean? He said, it's all about the players, which is the way is that was his oh, yeah. personality that's how he to deflect yeah. to the players instead of himself. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Kind of like as Jerry as- Jones would have. <laughs> Jerry Jones would have taken a literal victory lap. <laughs> Why is Jerry running around the field? High five lap? The fans as he hey, he's chanting, thank you, Jerry. Why is he chanting, thank you, Jerry? Why is he thanking himself? <laughs> um, as far as the game goes, John, let me let me, uh, let me cobble together at least an argument that this would be the an even bigger win than the Kevin Walter win. Um, because this one is literally a week 18 winner win in your end game. Whereas the Kevin Walter one was in week 14. They still played played and lost three more games after that in the regular season. So this is literally like a playoff game. Like this is a quasi playoff game here. If that hits your playoff barometer Um, two, it's in Indy. It's not in Cincinnati. It's in Indy, which is, you know, that's, you can make an argument. That's your rival. That's your biggest, right? It's either Indy or, or Tennessee as your biggest rival in the division. Um, and and I think too, John. You, looking at the last two or three years, like they've flushed the last two or three years effectively. With the, even if they lose on Saturday, like they, we've we've moved forward now. Like this is a new era of Texans football. It's going to be really really good. But boy, to win and get ten wins and get in the postseason and maybe win the division also if Jacksonville loses on Sunday, that is a real symbolic turning of the page, flushing the previous era. Um, there was none of that with that Cincinnati win. It was like, okay, well, they finally made the playoffs. Now we got good football as opposed to just mediocre football. I don't know. Am I being persuasive at all with you, John, with situationally this potentially being bigger than the Kevin Walter game if they win this thing? I agree with everything you're saying except bigger. Gary Kubiak's job was on the line that season. They'd gone five mm-hmm. years without making the playoffs. Fans and media wanted him yeah. fired. I talked to McNair after the 2010 season. I asked him, you're going to – fire Kubiak because everybody wanted Gary gone. And he said, no, he said, I think he deserves one more season. Mm -hmm. And of course it turned out great. And the fact that it was TJ Yates, third string quarterback, not, not a CJ Stroud type, but yes, that doesn't diminish this at all, but maybe the fact that I was there and covered him from the get go and everything, that one has special meaning to me because of that, but there's a lot of people who weren't even around in 2011 that would that realize how important this is. And yes, it would be an astonishing accomplishment for the Texans. I think it's astonishing if they lose yeah. if they won nine games after winning three. And yeah. Uh, so, yes, this this game is 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 going to be incredible. I can't wait to see it, and uh, I'm ready for them to do it like now. Yeah, me too. Um, just this one might mean more to me, John, if I were power ranking them, if they win, because I hosted the post game show for a team that went 11 38 and one the last three years. So I, I have real acute pain from what this previous era of Texas football really, really meant. 